welcome back to Typecast Heroes, where we believe typology can save the world. I'm Amanda Fogelson. And I'm Jesse Miller, and today we are going over the results of the almost 18-month-long study on each of the MBTI types as they present in the education system. You can go over to our channel to watch our introduction or welcome to Typecast Heroes video from over a year ago, May 4th, when we released it in mm -hmm. 2020, and learn all about the project, but please have mercy because that video is a little rough. Really rough. And we also have lots of other resources on our channel if you've got questions about any of the things that we're talking about. Also, for the results of this study, we have a lot of very detailed, intricate graphs and all of the nitty-gritty numbers of all of the variables these responses were examined for on our blog. So you can go hop over there. It is linked below, and you can see just everything you could possibly want, and it's presented to you in a really pretty way. And ESTPs, <laughs> I know that that kind of thing tends to matter, so you can Look at all the visually appealing graphs. <laughs> Real quick, we always give a quick overview of where the people came from that participated in the survey. So 110 ESTPs did participate by the end, but holy mother of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, did it take forever. ESTPs were the second collection of types that I was looking for. And I posted in the ESTP groups dozens of times. Lots of ESTPs were really excited to talk to me, and then they bailed out, and I never heard from them again. <laughs> I love ESTPs very much. My father is an ESTP. One of our very good friends is also an ESTP. Could not get them to finish this for the life of me. Um, so at the end, a bunch of people contacted us on Discord, and that is how this was able to be pushed over. Um, but it took so much time, forever. So let's go ahead and look at the data. So the ESTPs did come from Facebook, they came from Reddit, and they did come from Discord. They represent 23 countries all over the world. You can go look at the list on the blog. 38% of them were female, 62% uh, male. So this one was a little bit stronger division between the genders. Some of the other types had a little more equal, but ESTPs more skewed towards male. 60% um, of them actually, which was a big surprise, they were in that 18 to 29 age group. So most of the extroverts, you're going to see that they skew a little older. But this one, no. It was like large majority, 60%, were in that um, under 29 age group, or under 30, rather. They were right around average for their word response. So I track how many words they give for their questions, or for their answers, rather, to the questions. And ESTPs were right around average with 75 words per response, um, which was what I would expect for the thinker groups. So with all of that out the way, let's go ahead and jump into the data. So the first question in the data set, rather, that we were looking at was a type-specific question. So each of the 16 types were given a stereotype, usually a negative stereotype that dealt with their, their MBTI type. So MBTI community is rampant with these stereotypes. <laughs> So they're all over the place. And I did this because I was interested to see, first off, I was curious just to see what the types themselves made up, made of the stereotype, if they thought it was true or not. And then I also wanted to see how they looked at themselves, how they looked at the big picture. All of the codes that I looked for are on the blog. So the stereotype that the ESTPs were given is, there is a stereotype that ESTPs are adrenaline junkies. How do you view this stereotype? And I really wanted, I was hoping for a lot of, um, like that this would spur some discussion because ESTPs are depicted constantly as like the dumb jock or as just, you know, muscle heads, people who spend all their time in the gym. And they're not 
attributed to people who can ha hold intelligent conversations literally ever, like the internet. And then the ESCP yeah. Facebook group, y'all don't really it do. It doesn't help. It doesn't <laughs> help when you're posting memes constantly and all of your memes are about like sex and drugs and all of the things, but that's okay. If you guys want that space to be that, then that's your space. I'm not gonna judge your space. Unfortunately, ESCPs did not seem to like this question. Of all the 16 types, every 16 type had a negative uh, stereotype to deal with and ESCPs had the least Average word response at 55 words for this answer. A lot of them just said no or yes. The end. <laughs> there was no further discussion at all about what they thought about this stereotype. So that was my bad. I picked a bad question apparently because the other questions um, ESTPs did answer right at their average for all the other thinker types or slightly above even for the other thinker types. So they did not like this question. When we look at the stereotype itself, ESTPs, about half of them said yes, that they did agree with this stereotype, 20% said no, and 31%-ish said that it depends. So when it came to decisiveness, ESTPs, when I asked them to look at themselves, their decisiveness tended to be a lot lower because 30% of a mixed opinion when it comes to yourself is actually really high. If you look at the other types, when I asked them to look at a negative stereotype of themselves, they felt really strongly one way or the other. ESTP is not so much. It might have been just because this question was not enough to rile them up. Some of the other questions might have been a little more, um, I don't want to say aggressive, but they may have been a little more something that types tended to be passionate about. So that might have been a bad question choice on mine, particularly because they answered so low on it, like they didn't spend a whole lot of time. There wasn't a lot of depth that yeah. could that you could get to, I think, with this mm -hmm. question as much as the others. So that may have been, you know, the reason that this one was a little lower than expected. But even having said that, something about the ESTPs with all of their answers is I coded their responses for emotional, like, it's called emotionally charged language or high connotative language. So there is a difference between saying this is a respectable institution versus this freaking sucks. And so I coded those responses and if they had something along the lines of you know this freaking sucks they would get a um their response would test positively for that variable so estps all of their responses um was almost half of them were in that emotionally charged language or more than half so for this particular question even though a large majority of them felt like it depended or they didn't really have a strong opinion they were still using that strong language, 45% of them. Um, something else that's interesting with this type is they tended to rely on personal experience a little less than I would expect for ESTPs. Um, ISTPs relied on their personal experience really strongly, um, but for this one, it's again, only a little over half used their personal experience to answer this question. So it was, or at least they had written evidence of it. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you're just saying yes or no, um, I can't tell whether or not you're pulling from personal experience or not, so that would just get a no evidence marking. So with that in consideration, 20% of their answers did not give me any evidence or further explanation mm -hmm. at all. So we're gonna talk about the implications of that data in a second, but what we're gonna do is go on to the next question. So the next thing that all of the 16 types were, were given was the same task, and it was to describe the inside of your mind. So there were six different categories um, that I developed with the use of 
some research done by neuroscientists and then also just based on the patterns that I was seeing consistently across the data. And if you want to know all of those things, go to see the blog and you can read all about it. However, something that was theorized really early on with this question is that the large majority of extroverted sensing types would not be able to describe the inside of their mind because the theory would go is that they are so focused on the here and now mm -hmm. that they wouldn't be able to tune in to the inside of their mind. And lo and behold, 26% almost of ESTPs answered, I can't answer this question, or I don't know how to answer this question, or I'm not able to see the inside of their mind. Some ESTPs came out and said that they have that condition called aphantasia. Aphantasia is when you're not able to visually see inside your mind's eye. That does not mean that you're less intelligent. It doesn't mean that you're less capable of being academically successful. What it means is that you can't visualize things inside your mind's eye. So when you're doing something like metacognition, that becomes really challenging. And so these, there are two questions in this question set that specifically deal with metacognitive ability. One of the reasons that I was incredibly interested in this was not just because I think it's fascinating, all their responses, but also because education really push it, pushes metacognition. Mm -hmm. You can't just say how you got the answer, you have to explain how you got the answer. And if you can't visualize in your head, then explaining how you came to the conclusion that you did is incredibly challenging and a teacher may count off points or that may lead to certain pitfalls in education. So that's a big part of this. So 26% could not answer this question. They couldn't describe the inside of their mind. Um, over a third fell into the category of self-descriptive. Self so self-descriptive is when I say, describe the inside of your mind, you tell me what you're like. So you'll say, I am very intelligent, or I am very playful, or you'll say what you like to do. I like to read. I like to watch TV. I like to talk to people. I like to have fun. None of those things are necessarily describing your mind, but what it does show or seem to indicate is that the mind and the identity are not separate entities mm -hmm. to somebody who has extroverted sensing. For somebody who leads with that function, for someone who has it as like their fourth function like me, or even their third, like an ENTJ or ENFJ, they can know that their mind's eye is not, isn't, there's like a barrier. There's a filter between their mind and their external reality. For an extroverted sensor, it's right up there at the forefront. 60% of ESTPs were in the unable or self-descriptive category. What this data does suggest, and what Carl Jung's teachings show us, and this just confirms it, is that they are more connected with their external environment than an internal one. And so that's gonna to lead to a lot of challenges when it comes to academia. Their average word count was 68 words, which is interesting because considering how many of them were like they couldn't do it, the ones that could or the ones that wanted to try, they had a lot to say. They also used I feel like. I feel like my mind is often because, and that would work out too, because mm -hmm. it's like the mind is part of their sensory environment. The third question all 16 types were asked is, what is your take on formal education? And the reason that it is asked this way is because I was looking at several different pieces. I wanted to know big picture, personal experience. Um, did they define education themselves? I wanted to know how they address this, this question. We did theorize that ESTPs would have a harder time in education than other types. ESTPs, not really surprised, but they had only 14% 
15, if you round up, 15% said that education was positive. And when they looked at their own personal experience, um, it's a little higher. 51% of ESTPs said that they had a personal positive experience in education. If they answered it at all, at all a lot of types didn't answer um, whether or not they had a positive or negative experience. But even those who had it, an overall negative opinion of the education system at 47%. And then we had 38% who had a mixed opinion on education. It was interesting because a lot of people who came to us to take the survey, they knew that I was going to be pushing for, or I was analyzing the education system. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people came to us with already a very strong opinion one way or the other on the education system because they wanted to participate because they cared. But it was interesting how many ESTPs I got who said that they didn't care or didn't have a take on the education system. Um, and I'm sure that's true of all types, but the reason that I'm particularly noting that is because you came to us to talk about the education system. So like, if you didn't care about it, it's, it's almost counterintuitive that they would show up at all. So I would expect people to have a strong decisiveness on education, not necessarily because types as a whole, like the type as a whole has that, but because you knew yeah, the subject matter, you yeah. knew coming into it what it was going to be about because I wasn't, I didn't hide that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting as well is that they were coming to me to tell me that they didn't care about the system. That wasn't a majority or anything like that, but they were the only type where I had people say, um, I don't have an opinion. Okay. A lot of people had mixed opinions or um, they were like, well, it depends because of this factor and this factor and this factor, and they would go through all of the nuances. But to just have somebody say, I don't care if ESTPs only type out of the 16 to say that. When I asked that question, what is your take on education? One of the things I looked at is, do they look at the whole picture of education first? So do they start by attacking this question by saying, the education system is a valuable construct, or do they go to their personal experience? I had a positive experience in education. I was a straight A student. I love school. I hated school. How do they attack it? Which way? ESTPs were the highest out of all of the ST types to look at the big picture at 51% almost. And they were the second biggest. ISFPs were the only ones who like barely edged them out of all of the sensors who looked at big picture first. So they looked at education as a construct before they zoomed in on their um, personal experience. ESTPs, they really tried to answer all of the parts of the question and they really tried to make it very clear what their opinions were, be that mixed, positive, negative, or they didn't have one. They tried really hard to be pretty clear cut, cut and dry with their responses, which is good because after reading some of the intuitive answers that kind of- Where you're always reading between the lines. Hem and hod. <laughs> it was nice to read the mm -hmm. ESTP responses where they were pretty clear cut with their get responses. What you get. Yes. yes. It was great. Also, continuing on that vein that we mentioned before with that emotionally charged language, <laughs> uh, this actually had one of the strongest of all the 16 types, this particular question um, at 67% of their answers had something that was high connotative language. I feel like that may have to do more with like their personality than mm -hmm. this particular question, but they have a lot of it, a lot of emojis and exclamation points and um, a lot of superlatives, like mm -hmm. it is the best, or it is the worst, or this is freaking awful. They've mm -hmm. got those strong language, these, these strong emotionally charged language there, which is funny because I feel like somebody looking from the outside would say that like that should be like the FI types, but the FI types have a much lower emotionally charged language usage than the ESTPs. ESTPs, like I said in the beginning, overall 
they they got a lot to say and they have a fun way to say it question four was a two-part question and it said if someone wanted to convince you to do something that you're morally against how would they do so and how do you define your moral code so all the rationale go check the blog why are you even here if you've got more questions <laughs> but go check the blog and, but just the quick rationale, I wanted to see how they address that. It was looking at self-examination again. It was looking at their ability to tackle a abstract concept. And I was also curious because anecdotally, morality stands in the way of curriculum, particularly in the United States. It does that all over the world, but in the United States, it's been a big problem here with personal belief systems coming, standing in the way of academics. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been a big issue. So I was curious to see how that would affect a child or a person of that type, how they would, how strongly they were tied to their morality. So ESTPs liked this question the best um, with an average answer response of 97 words per response. This is more than all of the other thinkers and it is almost more than all of the sensors except for, once again, the ISFPs beat them out. But they had a lot to say on morality. When they were defining their moral code, I looked at whether or not they used concrete evidence versus abstract evidence. And the question is in the abstract realm. So I was trying to see how they address that. So a lot of ESTPs really did stick with that concrete. They give me an example. This one time my friend wanted me to steal and this is what happened during that case. And so that was like a concrete example of something that happened in reality. So they were less likely to talk about the abstract world. So things like the greater good was not really evident at all in the ESTP. So that's not to say they don't care about the greater good, but it was just not evident in their answer. Some of the other types had a big majority using the greater good. When they referred to their, um, their personal code, about half of the ESTPs did define their moral code in some way, but it was with those concrete terms. So it was very clear cut rules that they would follow in situations they had been in to explain that. Um, when it came to deciding whether or not it was possible for the ESTPs, their answers were pretty typical. There wasn't a huge variety of answers for this with amongst the types. Um, but they were about half said that it was possible to convince them to do something against their moral code. 25% said impossible, and then 22% said they were unsure or it really depended on a lot of different variables. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to education, ESTPs, morality is probably not their biggest, not their big thing that's going to step in their way. And they seemed like they like to talk about all of the situations and all of the, all of the specifics that they gave. And so now the last question, the, it was a question given to all of the ST types, but all 16 types had a question that dealt with their logical processing. So it was another metacognition question. And it said, when it comes to solving problems, what steps do you usually take? And what I really wanted was I wanted another example or another way for the types to really get into this abstract versus concrete world. So when I gave the same task to all of the ST types, a lot of them were able to tell me an action plan, like an actual followable plan of how they of how they solve problems. So they would say like, first I go to YouTube and I look up all of the information. Okay, me, I can follow that. I can go to YouTube and I can do the same thing. Or they'll say, I make a strict to-do list and then I delegate the tasks. Okay, I can take that and I can follow it. That's a concrete thing. 
I can't follow something like I use logic to find the most fa the fastest way to do this. Okay. I don't know what that means. Like I can't, that's abstract because I can't personally follow their steps. So that's how I differentiated between those two things. ESTPs, just like with the other metacognition question, about a quarter of them said, I don't know. They don't know how they answer this question. Again, I'm like really clear here. That doesn't mean they can't solve problems. Clearly ESTPs are some of the best problem solvers. They can't tell you how they solve them. And there's a difference. Because in education, again, this is like a big buzz thing, but like they want you to show how they got the answer. And if a child says, I don't know how they got the answer, that can be received with hostility from the teacher mm -hmm. or the teacher may be like, you cheated or the teacher may take off points because you can't show your steps. That's a problem in education. Mm -hmm. It's a big problem. So this is the second question with metacognition. Once again, ESTP's highest group they can't explain how their brain does what it does. I mean, it's a quarter of them who can't explain what it does. About, what is that, 75% could, and of that 75%, we had about 40% that relied on that concrete. As they get older, they are able to explain their thought process, or if you have an ESTP who spent time introspecting, they can explain that process, but there is a significant amount who struggle with that. And so that would be a problem if you are a teacher in the classroom. So now that we've got all of the questions out of the way, how many times have I said this already, but go check the blog if you <laughs> want to know more details, because there's a lot of things that was researched. This is just a brief overview. And the most important part is the implications. Like what, what implications does this information have for the education system as a whole? First, we're going to give you a real big warning. Carl Jung said, do not type children. When people come to typecast heroes and want to be typed, we don't take anybody who's under 18 because your type is not developed yet because we don't want to put you in a box. The reason that knowing types is beneficial is because teachers need to know their own biases. They need to know their own, um, they need to know how children learn in their class. And the same example I've been giving constantly, I'm just going to make it real short for you ESCPs, but nobody would say if you are a kinesthetic learner, that that's putting you in a box. So a teacher using the information of, oh, I believe this child is an extroverted sensor, that's not putting that kid in a box, it's understanding how they learn. So that is how this should be used, full stop. The end. So having said that, let's talk about some of the problems that ESCP students would have in the education system. Okay, first thing. Everything is going on. Yep. They are going to get distracted. If you have extroverted sensing as your first function, that means that you are taking in so much information from the world around you constantly. And it can seem really, really distracting as a teacher if a child is like, Miss, your hair color changed. Like, I've had this happen to me in the middle of class before. I'll have a student say, Miss, your hair looks different today. And I'm like, bro, like I'm teaching. What does it have to do with anything? But if they were an extroverted sensor, that could be something that they're really focused on. Like they're really thinking about. They're distraught. They can't even listen to you because that's what's right in front of them yeah. in that moment. And they're real distracted by this. The second thing as a student for ESTPs is that they want things to be practical. As they're moving about the education system, if what they're learning does not seem to have a practical application, they're going to reject it. It is a natural tendency that they have to not want to accept things that are not 
practical, that don't have practical purposes, especially since ESTPs have that introverted intuitive fourth function, it's their mm -hmm. inferior function. And so introvert intuition is often associated with the abstract world and with things like philosophy and religion. That means that a child who does not have that function fully developed, they may not see the point of that subject at all and they may just reject it. That's not to say that an ESTP can't be interested in those things, but it, they are way less likely to be interested in those things because it doesn't have to do with the here and now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to do with the world right now. And that fourth function usually doesn't develop until later in life, until typically your 30s, 40s maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so as children in the school system, it's highly unlikely that you're going to come across many ESTPs who are anywhere near the age of being able to actually truly access that inferior function. Mm -hmm. And a lot of ESTPs, a lot of their answers when it came to what's your take on the formal education system, they included things like party and socialize. They wanted mm -hmm. to have friends. All ESTPs don't have to be this way. There were a lot of ESTPs who answered with their anxiety levels. And if they don't have things like stimulating them, mm -hmm. then it can make them feel really anxious because their mind has nothing to focus on. Mm -hmm. And so their mind can go a little haywire. So that's not to say that all ESTPs are party animals or anything like that. But when they're younger, their focus on education, their focus does not seem to be on education for learning purposes. Mm -hmm. And it's because a lot of it doesn't seem practical. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is really distracting. ESCPs do not thrive in the sit and listen environment, which is unfortunately what a lot of education yeah. is. So like education as it's built is not built for them. Some ESTPs that I've talked to were able to beat the system because they were able to, it took a lot of work, they said, but they were able to, to make their in the moment task be learning. So they were focusing on their instruction in the moment because that was like what they decided to do. But that takes a lot of mental energy and that's really exhausting. And awareness. That takes more mm -hmm. awareness than what most children, I'd be willing to bet that those children or that those ESCPs who said that have support in some way mm -hmm. to guide them in that direction. That's not necessarily something that you'll just see organically coming from a 10 year old kid in school, like of having that level of awareness that this is what I need to do. I know my brain works this way, so I need to challenge myself to think this way. Like that's just not, your typical child, not even just the SCP, but just child awareness doesn't usually happen that way. It's completely accurate. It takes a lot to get them to that point. And then the other big thing that, well, those two more really big things, but it's the, the introverted thinking parent or the extroverted feeling child. Now I'm pulling out the child one and specifically if a ESCP has a extroverted feeling child, Typically that function is not developed till later. However, if an ESTP is in high school and they're very extroverted, like extremely extroverted, what tends to happen is you develop your third function more than your second. So if you have an extroverted feeling third, most teachers have extroverted feeling as their first function. That means ESTPs look at all of the teachers around them and might project onto their teacher childishness or they might project the teacher doesn't know what they're talking about. You pair that with an introverted thinking parent function and the child ECP being like, I can tell you better. That can lead to a child who looks very defiant, even if they're not trying to be defiant. 
Some ESTPs try to be defiant, just like any type can be. But a teacher needs to understand that a kid who is constantly questioning or asking why does this matter or looking for the practicality does not necessarily need to be defiant. It's the way that their mind is wired and it's the teacher's responsibility as a mature adult in the room to know that and to recognize it. One of the other things is that ESTPs should not be sitting the entire class. They need to get oh. up and do. Mm -hmm. We talked about this, the ISTPs, and this is um, so incredibly important mm -hmm. is that there are so many kids out there who, and this, is, this goes for many types, not just ESTPs, but focusing on ESTPs specifically, get them up and moving. So if you need to teach something, you can even, it's your classroom. You can take the book and you can have them sit outside to read the book, sit outside to study, change up their environment. Or if you're in a little bit more of a structured setting, go ahead and teach them inside. And then when you go outside or once you can just change the environment, change their surroundings and then apply what they just learned to something practical that is right in front of them. So going back to those ISCPs that we were talking about before, they have the extrovert sensing and the introvert intuition as their parent and child. And so it's right in the middle. It's like a little bridge that's more readily available for them to use mm -hmm. both of those functions at a younger age. That's not the case with ESTPs. So they don't play in the abstract as much as some of the other types mm -hmm. do. And so it is up to you as the teacher to, again, since most of education right now is focused on that metacognition and those abstract ideas, it's up to you to, first of all, teach them how to even access that, how to grab the idea, and then to accept and help them learn and adapt to grabbing the idea and bringing it back down to reality and actually finding a purpose for it so that they could actually consume the information, learn it, harness it, and then use it someday. But to expect them to be able to just like reach up into this abstract, sit down in a classroom, read a book, understand the abstract ideas that are coming to it, and then do something with it, that is just not the way that the ESTPs are going to be learning. Mm -mm. So one of the things, I never really give examples from my own classroom, but I'm going to this time. One of the things that we do in my classroom is I develop this, like I don't do anything for longer than 15 minutes unless we're testing and that's not my decision. Uh, that's the school system's decision. We always, like I never lecture for more than 15 minutes. The kids are always up and moving. And in ESTP, to some of them, that could be really distracting because we're moving around a lot. But my, what I'm trying to do with that, like my aim of that style of instruction is to kind of jolt them, to jolt them back because ESTPs are really quick to lose focus. But what I've also noticed is they're really quick to focus in on something mm -hmm. if they want to. So we play a lot of games in my class to like reinforce information that we're learning. And I teach 10th grade English. So we have... There's a lot of activities. There's lots of moving together and moving apart because we have a 90 minute instruction block. And like most of my kids are not, I don't teach the higher level students um, on purpose. I chose to teach the, um, the children who struggle with academics because I like it more. I enjoy that a lot. And so their 90 minutes of instruction of sit and get is not gonna be for them. So we move around a lot and we do a lot of like just reinforcing skills. I use this phrase all the time in my classroom. If you can't win the system, beat the system. Mm -hmm. So like I tell my students all the time, like don't fight it, just like beat it. So if 
there's an abstract concept that an ESTP is struggling with and you can't ground it out into reality, I tell the ESTPs to hold it as like a piece of information and memorize it. Unfortunately, at this point in our time and with education the way that it is, I don't think education should focus so much on the abstract yeah. at all. It should have more into like concrete skills of like how to fix things and how, how to, to pay bills, Yeah, how to budget, how to actually live your life, how to program a computer because a program, mm -hmm. programming a computer, ESTPs can be really good at that because it is a, it's a mathematical skill. It's dealing with real numbers. Step by step. Yeah. It's dealing with real conditionals. Like if this, then this. And so you can see like the consequences of your actions. It's not like philosophy, which is like, you know, like the trolley problem, like these mm -hmm. just hypotheticals. This is actual, if you put in this button, then this will happen. So ESCPs can be really good at this. If more education focused on those concrete skills, I think it would be more beneficial to us as a whole. Until education moves that way though, the best advice I can give to ESCPs and what I saw a lot of, unfortunately, is memorizing the concept. If you mm -hmm. can't grasp the whole abstraction, if you look at it as a piece of information, as a fact, it's easier to swallow for the ESTPs, like memorizing this part of religion or like breaking it down into, this is the list of, if you're learning about religion in a religion class, to break it down to a list of facts rather than trying to learn about the implications of, well, what does this mean for life? If you're able to break it down into facts, it's easier for the ESTP to digest, which is basically how we've addressed my English classes. I've broken it down into easy to swallow things mm -hmm. and then they can apply it to the exams that they need to to be successful. My dad is an ESTP and he struggled with education real, real bad. Um, uh, there's not, I don't know of any study that's connected types to certain disabilities like um, dyslexia or dyscalculia or anything like that. But if you do have those problems on top of all the other things, that can make education just really miserable. If you're not able to deal with the abstract and then you can't even like read what you're looking at because your mind turns it all around mm -hmm. backwards, oh my god, that would be such a struggle. And when they get frustrated, certain types react a certain way. ESTPs, when they get frustrated, they tend to act out, but it's like more attention getting. Like class clown. Yes, like I don't want to focus on this anymore. I'm going to focus on something else. And sometimes they're not even trying to be funny or they don't even realize mm -hmm. they're being funny. They're just being themselves. And then the teacher interprets it completely the wrong way. Mm -hmm. The teacher needs to understand the struggles of this extroverted sensing learning and, and introverted thinking. Because if you've got those two things together, that wants really practical information. Final thing on ESTP students, we have a study linked on our blog about a huge like poll that was done. They gave the MBTI to all of these gifted students, which I know don't type children, but they typed children. And then they released that information. And so 6% of gifted children were ESTPs. So ESTPs can be incredibly intelligent. When teachers equate metacognition mm -hmm. to intelligence, that's a problem because ESTPs can, if they've given the time and they're given the support that they need to really develop introverted thinking and extroverted sensing, if they've got that good balance instead of like that first one, three type, then they are able to explain how they got to their answer. They are able to put words to their abstract information. And like the ESTP that I mentioned before, who said 
if I'm focusing on the moment and in that moment, my, my goal is to learn, I can do it. Then a student can be incredibly successful as an ESTP in the education system, but they have to have that support and they have to have that understanding behind it or it's just not going to happen. And also we really, really, really as a society do need ESTPs to be successful. We need to support them and help them level up to their best selves because they're incredibly important for our entire society. Mm -hmm. Every type is, every type has their own gifts, um, but ESTPs are very much, you get what you get. There's, it's, there, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we have. And I will say, um, Jesse and I hate the internet because of what they say about sensors in general mm -hmm. and we're both intuitives and so sometimes we come off a little biased for sensors and against intuitives just because no one else does that and so sometimes we're like the underdog type of people I guess mm -hmm. um, but that being said there's beauty in the fact that they are so much in the concrete in talking to um, the friend that, that we always talk about, we always reference him, um, Justin, what's up? Uh, <laughs> and in talking to him, when we talk about um, the difference between just how we view the world and just how how he's taking in what's happening around him and, and versus how I, myself, an extrovert into it, into it would kind of take in everything around me, his world sounds so beautiful. <laughs> it just sounds so beautiful. And how he sees people and how he sees situations and how he's able to read a room or read a situation and then make a decision based on that situation that he's in. And it's just very much, they have so many gifts to offer the world. And I feel like if we are looking at intelligence as this one like tunnel vision thing of being able to access this abstract piece of us, like at the end of the day, you know, we do need people with the big ideas, but we need more people who can actually implement those ideas and who actually can make it successful. And that's what the ESTPs can do. So we want success for ESTPs. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. So now that we've talked about ESTPs as students, we're going to talk about, um, and we've talked about teachers of ESTPs. We're going to go over to parents. Oh no, I'm sorry. ESTPs as teachers. Okay. So there's a study done. Um, also linked in 2012 on all of these teachers who are in this or all of these people who are in education programs to be part of the education system. You want to know what like the least uh, represented type would be? It'd be straight up ESTPs. Specifically, according to this study, we are talking about they looked at teachers in leadership, special education. Um, they looked at masters of education. We are looking at less than 1% ESTPs, 0% in special education, 2% almost were in the masters of teaching, 0% in early childhood education, <laughs> um, only less than 1% in leadership of education. This is so bad. That is underrepresentation at its finest. Shockingly low. Yeah, that's, it's, I mean, there is no other You guys type. really should go check it out. Like, it's, when you look at it in the full graph, like, it's, there's no other type that's that low, not even close. Like, it's outrageous. So, I mean, ISFPs are pretty low, too, but, I mean, they've got three times as much as 
ESTPs. So ESTPs, I also know that y'all are not common in the population. At, you're sitting at what, 6%, I think, according to Susan Storm's um, analysis of the MBTI study that was done a couple years ago. So you're not a huge part of the population anyway, but if you struggled in education, we need you in education so you can fix it. Like, just like I tell my kids, don't fight the system, beat the system. So come, mm -hmm. you can't make it better for anybody else if you don't come see us and join, come over to the dark side. And we did have some pretty negative comments about us saying that for, I can't remember which video, INTP, I think, um, where they were like, why should we? Why should we come over to the dark side? What's your game plan otherwise? <laughs> I mean, and also the, and now, I mean, uh, well, okay. So one of the things was where I was about to go is that we want success as a collective, as a society, we want success, right? Um, I would hope, I would hope we all want that. <laughs> um, you guys are still 6% of the population. Mm -hmm. That's still a massive amount of people who need the support that you specifically could give mm -hmm. and the you understanding, get it. exactly the understanding being understood and actually, you know, and especially as a child, you guys, as a child who's going through this, who just feels like an outcast or who doesn't feel like they fit in, which, you know, in general, everyone's going to feel that way at some point in their life, but it's very clear that ESTPs do not fit the bill for what our current education mold is. Mm -hmm. They're not fitting into what that expectation is. And it's it's basically setting them up for failure is what we're currently doing with our education system. And so if you were to be able to come in and kind of give your view on that, and even if you can't, like Jesse's saying, even if you can't necessarily change the entire system, you find those kids that you relate to that you can support and you push them through it. You help guide them through it. And that would just be, I can't even imagine how many lives you guys could change. Mm -hmm. Because we need diverse voices mm -hmm. in education. We need people to stand up for, I mean, we need diversity on all levels. Right. But I feel like in society right now, all other levels are being represented. Mm -hmm. They are pushing really hard and rightfully so. This is another diversity, another mm -hmm. aspect of our society that needs to be addressed and isn't. So ESTPs, only 6%, really don't think like other people. And something else, ESTPs are not represented in the MBTI community. The MBTI groups for ESTPs are really small, but only one other type took me longer to find. The last type to finally hit 100. And they hit 100 and I was like, done. I'm done with this project. <laughs> We're finished. Like literally after I got the last one, I was like, okay, cool. Everything's closed. We filmed the update video. Like I'm done. <laughs> but they aren't, the MBTI community isn't welcoming to them. And that sucks because they have so many gifts. And we we brag on extroverted sensing all the time. Oh my God, so much. So ESTPs, let's circle back to my point here. Cause I know, so I saw a comment on one of our videos, which was like, get to the point. It was an ISTP who said it. Okay, so I'm getting to the point. We're both, that's just never gonna happen here, but. We're gonna try really, really, really hard. <laughs> my poor TI child was so offended. It's gonna try really hard, <laughs> but. Come to education. ESTP. So point, I wish that we could have just put this on our screen. ESTPs we'll come be it. teachers. The yes. point of the video, time stamp. Yes. 
ESTPs be teachers? Yes, because I've started playing with the time yeah, stamps. Yeah, I, I was different. very serious about that, especially if, if there's anyone to test it out on. It would be ESTPs. Yes. I'm sure they would love us for it. Yes, they would. So come be teachers. So now that we've talked about ESTPs as teachers, we're going to talk about parents. parents of ESTPs and ESTPs as parents. A lot of people attribute negative things to ESTPs when they shouldn't um, because of that extroverted feeling third function. And so parents of ESTPs, just like teachers of them, can see them as unnecessarily defiant, um, sometimes even socially awkward. I know that that's not going to go over well. Not all ESTPs are socially awkward, but sometimes it can come across as socially awkward when they're in high school and they're jumping between the two and their self-awareness may not always be, it may not always be balanced with their actions. So ESTPs who like to be right in the middle of the action, who like to be doing all of these things, like asking the teacher a lot of questions or making a lot of jokes, they may not have the practice. I don't wanna mm -hmm. say the ability, but they may not have the practice of taking a step back and thinking, how does this look to the teacher in the classroom? So when you're a parent and you're constantly getting those phone calls home of your child is acting a fool in class, it can be really easy to be like, why are you so bad? Mm -hmm. Why are you so misbehaving? Why are you causing all of these problems? And if you have a child who's really extroverted, so they have their extroverted feeling third function really developed already in high school, that hurts them so bad. To accuse an ESTP of negative intention is I've, I've witnessed it on many levels. It is really devastating. So as a parent, if you are not careful of that extra feeling, extroverted feeling third function, you don't realize how damaging it can be. On the other side, if you have a ESTP who is really successful in school and who really works hard because again, they can be very successful in school and they suddenly don't do well in school, just like any perfectionist child, that extroverted feeling third function can really get pinged. It's really, really, I feel so bad for their extroverted feeling child function because that is a unique pain, I think, when they want validation but they don't know how to get it and then it's the wrong validation, it's really damaging. Because there's nothing in them if you look, if we're just talking about MBTI and just looking at the stack that the ESTPs have, there's not much to give them self-worth. There's not much within them, especially at a young age, that actually allows them to feel worthy of themselves just because they are who they are mm -hmm. um, versus getting the validation externally. You have that introverted intuition, which is also just kind of a hit or miss on if it's actually going to give you self-worth or not. <laughs> I mean, truly. And, and it's your in, often not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's your inferior functions. like. Even as you get older, it still might be a big struggle. Mm -hmm. So that is something that the ESTP child may need more nurturing, and but also wouldn't necessarily come out as that. Mm -hmm. They're not going to come across as as typically as like this sensitive, emotional child. Uh, they're not going to come up to you and say that I struggle with self-worth because yeah. there are there are a lot of children like in INFPs right or something or ESFJs even yes. who come forward and say I'm struggling with my self-worth an ESTP yeah. may not have 
the words to do that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're not, but they can still feel that lack right. of value. They can still feel that lack of importance, but they don't know how to say it. That's when it comes down to the parent and the teacher and the adults in the room yes. who are paying attention to that child and trying to get to the root cause and not just writing them off as a bad egg. Exactly. And that's so important because mm -hmm. a lot of ESTPs have that reputation of being, you know, troublemakers and they're not, they're ES, ESTPs just like everybody else can have bad intentions, mm -hmm. but you have to, I, I personally believe that looking at people with a positive bias is a way better way if you're going into education. Yes. And as a parent, you need to be looking at your child for really looking at their intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, so many people look at actions, and ESTPs, this kind of like segues nicely into ESTPs as parents, because my father was an ESTP parent, <laughs> and my dad was really on the product. Um, so my dad cared more about what was done mm -hmm. than the reason it was done, which was really frustrating as a kid. Um, often there was a lot of miscommunication. I didn't know anything about MBTI. I had, I was, I mean, I was not a great daughter. I think Amanda would say that she was a good daughter to her parents. I was a atrocious daughter to both of my parents, to my poor ESFJ mother and my ESTP father. They got, I was not super great, but it was really frustrating when a parent is all about product and not about intent because ESTPs aren't necessarily always looking at their own intentions mm -hmm. because they're all about doing things. I will say my dad does more things than, I mean, Amanda and I were talking about this with uh, one of our videos. I don't think this part actually made it onto the video, but my dad rode a jet ski to Cuba. Not Cuba. Yeah. No, he did. Cuba, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He rode a jet ski to yeah. Cuba. And um, when my dad talks about doing something, my dad's going to do it. My dad has never been... I mean, he went from digging in the dirt construction to owning a multi-million dollar pool company where he designs pools for famous people. Like, ludicrous. Like, that's, like, how my dad does things. So, like... That's ludicrous. Because it's... <laughs> She just made a pun on my dad's name. Just ignore her. So if you got, oh, by the way, let me plug my dad's company. He's not sponsoring this, but like. <laughs> he should be. If you want to see some award-winning pool, that can link you to my dad's company. But anyway, he does some crazy things. But my dad literally went from nothing to that and struggled in school. So ESTPs can offer so much to the universe. And um, they are very creative. And my dad's like spatial recognition, like. Is insane. That's why he's such well, a good designer. Well, it's reality. Yeah. I feel like when I walk into a room, I could not tell you if something is 10 feet apart or 2 feet apart. Like, I literally would not be able to actually tell you. I could probably guess which one if I had that big of a difference. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to be able to actually. Like, I just don't even notice things like that. My world does not look that way. I don't. Mm -hmm. I just. I just don't even approach. I wouldn't even ever think to pay attention to something like that. Whereas if her dad walks into a room, he'll be able to tell you if you've moved anything since the last time he's been there. He'll be able, like, he just notices the things that are actually in the mm -hmm. room physically. Yes, I think that he significantly, he actually loves me less now that I'm a blonde. That's a joke. We were talking about that. That, like, depending on what, like, he'll also notice changes to your appearance. Mm -hmm. Constantly. I could probably see you and honestly not notice anything different about you. You would notice like, this one, though. Oh, well, this one, yeah. 
Well, you also I was there for yeah, it. I was yeah, gonna say she helped do it. But anyway, um, point is for ESTP parents <laughs> going back. God, point. Sorry, ESTP parents is to understand that what is in front of you, the actions. Like, so if your child is struggling in school, and if some ESTP parents, they may not care because they understand that the education system is flawed and they may not see a point. But if your child is, if you're somebody who really wants your kid to be successful and your kid's not because of thousands of reasons, taking a second to look at your kid's intent and not just the action is incredibly important. Like, so important. Um, I was not the only one who got in trouble in my household. I had another sibling who got in trouble in my household all the time. I actually didn't get in trouble until I got out of the house, but I was quietly getting in trouble while I was at the house. She was quietly doing bad things. So many bad things. So many poor life decisions. My poor parents. So, there was another sibling in my household who did get in trouble often. And the intentions of those actions were not understood. Neither one of my parents could understand why those actions were being committed. And so the, my sibling got punished a lot and the intentions were really important there. I think looking back, both my parents would say that they didn't understand. They didn't understand that child at all. So it's important as an ESTP parent to look at the intentions. And if you don't understand them, you need to sit and try or do what I said to my ESTP students. Sometimes taking the fact, even if you can't understand it, like if a child is saying, I feel like there's so much injustice in the world, I can't go to sleep. To an ESTP, that may seem really overdramatic and Mm -hmm. extra, and I don't understand why this is giving you anxiety. Sometimes you just need to take the fact and you just need to attach it. Like, this is the fact. My kid is struggling to sleep. I'm accepting this fact. I'm taking this fact and I'm going to love my kid anyway. You're making it your reality is what you're doing. You're taking it, you're consuming it. This is now your reality and now you can do what ESCPs do, which is fix it. Yeah. And so then you can start to try to work on it. You can start doing all of those problem solving steps like calling psychiatrists or figuring out like what your child needs. But if you are stuck here with that doesn't make any sense, that's Mm -hmm. dramatic. My kid should just be successful in school or my kid should just be successful in life. You're not, and I think my dad has done a really good job of coming around and understanding yeah. those things about all of his kids, but it took some, it took a second to get there. Mm-hmm. So that's my big advice to ESCB parents is to understand where your kid is coming from and attaching that to reality. Last thing. No, that's it, right? That's it. We did ESTPs as, as children, as parents, teachers. Yeah. Parents of them, parents and yeah, mm-hmm. look at us. Okay, so yay, we rambled a little bit, but that's okay. I'm sorry, ESTPs. We'll timestamp this one. Yes, we will. We really should. I t- I'm timestamping all the education ones. Okay, cool. Um, because well, being human is really hard. Well, hopefully, this makes it a little bit easier. Thank you for watching our video. Thank you to all the ESTPs who participated, and shout out to my dad who gave me great firsthand experience at how an ESTP is in the real world. Um, again, gonna plug that blog, go look at the blog and you can see all of the data and all of the pretty charts that Amanda mm-hmm. made me make pretty. So they're pretty now. <laughs> yeah. But all the, all the actual data is all Jesse. So I guess you guys probably will care about how pretty they are though. And yes. I and love that's, that. She made me make them pretty. I sent her all the charts and she's like, I don't like that color scheme. <laughs> so I had to fix them, but they're all pretty now. So thanks to her. So now Amanda's going to tell you what to do. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all the things. 
We're on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, Discord, obviously YouTube. Also uh, Spotify. We haven't been Gmail. plugging that, but oh, we are. Crap. We are on Spotify. Actually, we're on pretty much any of the platforms mm -hmm. um, that has podcasts. Spotify um, is linked below, though. Yes. That's the only one I think I've got linked. That's fine. It's the best one. Um, and we also have a Gmail account. You can email us. You can also go to our blog and use the contact us form there as well. So plenty of ways to get in touch. Um, and again, we love reading the comments below on all these videos just to see what your personal experience was with education. Also, we will be doing a data set in the fall, mm -hmm. a new one. So it's not over yet. So if you didn't get to participate in this one, or if you did and you'd like to participate in another one, it'll be a whole new theme. So it's not going to be education based. We'll announce all the things later. Um, but just keep, keep listening for that. Thanks for watching. Let's gather around the type fire and sing our type fire song. Our M-B-T-I-T-Y-P-O-L-O-G-Y song. And if you feel uncomfortable, then know there's nothing wrong.